So that you're saying that there's aliens meeting with our government. Of course, they ran this over the Christmas holiday, so nobody would notice. That's what your theory is. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's December 31st, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 161. This is no agenda. Happy New Year, Gitmo Nation, because you know it's 2010 somewhere. Coming to you live from the minimum security containment cell crackpot command center in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California, in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And I says, 2010, who cares? Northern Silicon Valley, John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Ah, you do not disappoint. Thank you. Here we go. We need, we need a little bit of buzz killage. Yeah, you got some killage coming. <laughs> hey, John, in the morning to you. In the morning, indeed. So I did the show prep last night, and uh, we discussed this a little bit on the pre-show. People out there might want to tune in earlier. Yeah, and uh, the good stuff happens. We talk about burping and stuff. So I got uh, up and watched a Good Morning America. Wow! Because this this is the time of year we're going to probably do a couple of episodes of this, which is going to be the the end of the year quiz for Adam. Oh, nice! Wait, wait, wait! Why why am I the 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 target here? Because I have the quiz. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Now. so at the so they did all these shows are going to do and you can only catch one at a time so I, I'm sure that the one on NBC on the Today Show would, would be more interesting because of the political thing and by the way I am noticing on CBS a, a, a very slight but noticeable anti Obama ring to everything that uh, really it's starting to creep in huh on CBS it's been creeping in I think we brought it up on the show a few times but it's not it's not solid but it's in there but on ABC which is kind of just kind of pro Obama but not crazy you know because it because they're going to make tons of money if uh, yeah they're not like NBC where GE's going to make all this dough right right so, but they're still slanted the news is slanted so on the Good Morning America show today, Diane Sawyer, who is the p- person who actually runs that show, from what I can tell, yeah. they did a, you know, they did a, they they had an in memoriam, okay. and then they had top events, the okay. top events from 2009. And I'm going to ask you, see if you can even, I, I'm going to, the in memoriam with the people who died, and by the way, I didn't catch this right at the beginning, so I assume, because he was, wasn't mentioned at all, was Michael Jackson. They had a special tribute to him, so he's, you can take him off the list. So, <laughs> he's not an, are, so, wait, Michael Jackson is not an answer? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Michael Jackson is not an answer. One, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven. They named seven people in memoriam who died in 2009 that they felt were important enough to mention. Okay. As opposed to, you know, when you watch the Academy Awards, they list off 50 people. Okay. Now, this, of course, is all, uh, you know, uh, real news that we're discussing. Yeah, I'm not going to play the jingle, but yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want you to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. It's only seven. Seven. I want you to come up with at least three that are on the list. Walter Cronkite. One, bing. Yes. (laughs) Um... uh, (laughs) This is hard. I, you know, it's like... uh, Hold on a second. Oh, there were a Don't lot of... start looking it no, up. No, 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 I, I promise I won't. Um, and Michael Jackson is not on the list. Right. Uh, there, were, there were some huge names, because I, I, th- I remember we did this on the show uh, a while ago. Uh, we talked about some people who uh, who had passed on. I'm, I'm sucking. expecting you to come up with two, but you're not getting I'm not even getting two. <laughs> Can you give me a hint? And I I just no. need to get started. I need to give me something to help me get me rolling here. Oh. Please. Uh, let me think. Uh alcoholic ah ted kennedy 
this, this is funny. This is better. It's word association. Okay, alcoholic. I could have mentioned a lot of people, but Ted Kennedy. Okay, what's the next one? Um, How about um, uh, Les Paul? Is he on the nope. list? Les Paul should be on the list. Oh, Les Paul should be on the list. Yep. Uh, David Carradine. Farrah Fawcett. Ah, you did it. You I got, got one. Three. Um, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Um, I can't believe Les Paul's not on the list. Um, I think Carradine should be on too. Yeah, of course. Uh, Patrick Swayze. He must be on the list. Yeah, four. Uh, Roy Silver. Uh, Ron Silver. Ron Silver. No. Roy Disney. No. He's not. He, they died. He just died. Roy Disney. No. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, I'm no, he's not, he's on, the not on the list. What kind of list is this? It's a crap list. It's like it's a skewed list. Uh, John Hughes? Nope. He died? Yeah. Uh, wow. You, you got some, You got a, a web browser up. You're no, no, no. I'm looking at the chat room. <laughs> oh, the chat room. Okay, let him, okay, fine. Let the chat room cheat. It's not going to help. Um, well, give me another one on the list with a hint. I like this. That's, that's a better way of doing it. Uh... Uh, ah. visually uh, uh, feminist. Feminist. Anita Bryant didn't die, did she? <laughs> <laughs> that would, the hint for her would be orange juice. <laughs> right. Uh, Who's the feminist? All right, you're not going to get these well, anyway. No, well, well, who was the feminist? B. Arthur. Oh, you should have said Golden Girl. Oh, that would have been a giveaway. Yeah, so is that the point? Why don't you say B. Arthur? <laughs> Why don't you give us the damn list then? This is stupid. If you, you don't have Les Paul... It... Kennedy, Ed McMahon. Oh, shoot. That's right. And he he died, like, didn't he die right around Michael Jackson's uh, untimely yeah, death? Yeah, that's, that's why I was overshadowed. Yeah. B. Arthur, Farrah Fawcett, Patrick Swayze, and the last one on the list, and this, and this is the good one because they don't have Les Paul, they don't have Les Paul, Natasha Richardson. Oh. <sighs> You know, you're right. And now, back to real news. I can't believe they didn't have all those. I mean, there were some huge names on that list. And okay, that, I, got a, I got a better quiz for you now. Okay. Oh, wow. Another quiz. This, this, is the, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The top ten. And I'm gonna, first I'm going to list the, the lesser ones. By the, the can, I, can I just point something out for a second? I mean, I, I, of course, have the hard task of actually taking the quiz. All John had to do is copy what was on Good Morning America. Well, you don't you wrote to start it down. making excuses for yourself. You did a damn good job on that other list. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks to the chat room. <laughs> well, the chat room has such an incredible uh, delay that it took a while before they caught up. <laughs> okay. All here's right. the so what's one. this? What's this list now? What's this one? This is the list of the main events. These are the main distractions. Oh, the main, main the, events. Main the events. main things that caught our attention. The American. We're all jacked up about these things. Oh yes. And uh, I'm going to get the top. There's a top ten, and then they they after they went through the top ten, they threw in a bunch of lightweight ones. And, uh, okay, as in almost almost rans? Is that what well, it is? Yeah, all, the almost rans included the lightest weight one was the kid throwing the baseball back into the ballpark. So that one's out. Jesus. And then also Obama balloon, balloon boy. Balloon boy is on the list. Balloon boy is number one. <laughs> number one as the, oh my! All right, 
Get me the nine millimeter. Let me, let me just get some of these other ones out of the way so you don't have to guess them. And then Obama <laughs> swatting the fly is another minor one. Okay, okay. So just good. Now I'm going to leave. I'm leaving the top ten plus one, two, three more. Go. Wait a minute. But Balloon Boy was on the real list or on the lightweight list? No, he's on the real list. The okay. big list. Okay. Um, uh, shoe guy throw at Bush. Nope. That was was that last year? Yeah, yeah, that was that, wow. that was a that that's was a, a good, good one. That should have been on the list. Um, Michael Shoot. Jackson, of course, could have been on this list as well, but I he's guess not that, an answer. he's he's not an answer. No, because I already told you he's he's off the he's off the list. He's a special tribute. To um, uh, Hopenhagen? Nope, not on the list. Uh, Madoff? Oh shit. It's not on the list. Wait, I have the opening of the show, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. Not only not only do you hold your fork weird. Uh okay, Obama inauguration of course has got to be uh on the list. Nope. <laughs> Swine flu? No. Tiger Woods. Yes. Oh my god. Well, do these people have the memory of a pea? <laughs> what, what what is that? That's There's crazy. There's one on this list, by the way, that you're just going to... It's an eye roller. Uh, give me the eye roller. No, no, no. How am I doing so far? I'm doing pretty good. Your list is better already than their list. <laughs> How come we're not producing uh, Good Morning America? We could be making some real money. And when they went through a big... By the way, when you see the whole list, you're going to go, oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah, they... Yeah. they Excuse me. They brought out the producer and put a put a camera on her and how great she oh, was. Oh, and and, and they 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 toiled for hours trying to get trying to figure out this list because of course it was such an exciting year. All right, how about the uh, the the bailout? Nope. How about the uh, stimulus package? Nope. Um, how about um, the uh, cash for clunkers? No. Nope. Um, how about Letterman stooping his intern? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> he got three. This is horrible. I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't believe this. Um, mm, Oprah quitting? Yes. Ah! <laughs> this is what this is what is a news program or is it entertainment is it infotainment Good how about morning, um steve Erica, how about know. steve jobs uh coming back from the dead is that on Ooh, the list? that's that should be on that there that's a good one. list yeah we're, we're gonna put together our own list and i'm gonna blog it because our list already is better it's than so theirs. much better how about uh sarah palin yes okay. sarah, sarah palin on oprah is saying that she might run for president right okay um but that's on the lesser list. Actually. Oh, I, I've, uh, here's one from the chat room, which is an obvious one. John and Kate. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Excuse me while I take some cyanide right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, what did I miss? What is on the list that I didn't mention? Is that it? You give up? No, I mean, I could go on forever. I mean, how many, how many, how many do I have? Uh, Jay Leno leaving. No, that's not on that's there. That's a good one for the list. Yeah, it is. Um... Octomom. Octomom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. If, if, <laughs> uh, anyone who watches Good Morning America, yourself excluded for this one time, John, you should be shot. I mean, it's very simple. It's like, get rid of yous all. You have, listen to the list that we actually have. And the things one, that two, three, four, five left. No, mm. six, six, including the one of the interesting ones. So I've actually, oh, I've, I've only gotten four. Uh, oh, here's one from the chat room. Susan Boyle. Absolutely. 
you could it's like how many stupid things can you come up with and they're on the list and this is what this is this, this is, is the distraction. what the american public is fed this is the distraction that uh distractions that kept us busy oh my oh my goodness in the chat room, someone just said, Zick just said, Adam, you have to wait in line or take a number to kill yourself. We're already a bit overbooked today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, uh, oh, oh, here's a good one. The Hadron Collider? No, but that should be on our list. Yeah, for sure. Oh, listen to all this stuff that is our deemed important. Our list is fantastic already. Is global warming on there at all? I, I know I said no. Copenhagen. Global no. warming's not on there? No. How about Conan O'Brien sucking ass? <laughs> no. No, okay. Well, I give up. <laughs> okay, here's the last few. Okay. Chris Brown beating up Re uh, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Adam Lambert kisses Guy? No, oh, no, I was surprised oh, by that because oh, that's that on some other on, lists. Yeah, yeah, okay. Governor right. Sanford taking the walk on the Appalachian Trail. Actually, someone uh, mentioned that in the chat room. That would have been a good one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think we should use that as our taking a walk on the Appalachian Trail, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, baby. Oh, 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 I've got one, I've got one, I've got one, I've got one. Captain Sully Sullenberger. You're kidding. I, that's not on there either. Do you mean landing in the Hudson is not on the list? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, is that quite an, an, an event in aviation history? Uh, you'd think so. Wow. Okay. I told you the Salahis crashing uh, Obama. And we got two to go. Uh, crotch bomber? No. Well, it's happened this year. Yeah, I know, but, it's, uh, I know, but they're probably pushed off to next year. Um, no, two crotch bomber's not on there Two either. more to go. Mm. No, I don't know, man. Okay. I'm going to do the, the, the Chris Allen winning American Idol. <sighs> uh. It's a major cultural event. That's and horrible. last but not least, <laughs> yes, the episode with uh, Kanye West and State Taylor Swift. Oh, you mean the the MTV Video Music Awards? Yeah, where he comes out and you know says something, and Taylor Swift gets all this publicity. How could Taylor Swift not be on the list? Yeah, how how stupid of me. Ugh. So there is our cultural breakdown. Oh, I for think the I, year just, I just I just threw up in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, John, who are our executive producers for this fine program, the last one of 2009 and for many the first one of 2010? Yes, indeed. All right. Now, uh, this PayPal account's not in my wife's name. Our number one executive producer for, with a $300 uh, donation, and he is the executive producer. And you're going to have to pronounce his name. Oh, Dutchman? He, even though, well, yeah, but he lives in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. And he made a big Edinburgh. Point. Yeah. Well, it's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, he, he lives in Edinburgh, and his and his name is spelled J-A-A-P. Yap, yeah. Yap. Uh-huh. And B-U-I-T-E-N-D-I-J-K. B-U-I-T-E-N what? D-I-J-K. D-I-J. Boutendijk. Yap Boutendijk. Yap Boutendijk. Yeah. <laughs> our executive oh. producer. That's a ringtone for him right there. <laughs> Yap Bottendike, hey, hey Yap baby, hey awesome, and he uh, he's from Edinburgh, and any special message or just uh, no, proud to be an just, executive uh, producer? Just says thanks for a great show. Oh, that's awesome. And then we Yop, have thank two uh, associated executive producers, Eon Monroe, Monroe from Thibodeau, Louisiana, with who uh, contributed uh, two hundred, and uh, Samuel 
our old buddy Samuel van der Plank oh. in Brussels with 223. And he has, he wants people to go to www.thesurvivalpodcast.com. Oh, cool. cool. Is, it, is Ion, is that the same as Ian? Yeah, Ian. Okay, because you said Ion. I, and, I said uh, Ion? Yeah. Oh, I, I meant to say Ian. Yeah, Ian Monroe. Ian Monroe, M-U-N. Ian Monroe, so. Samuel van der Plank. Uh, and, of course, our executive producer, Jaap Buitendijk. Thank you all so very much for your contributions to this program. And, of course, uh, you know by now that this is a, a, a valid credit. You can put it on your CV, on your resume, and uh, it will get you gigs, and it could get you laid. Probably not, but it could. All you got to say is, hey, I was the executive producer. Hey, I'm a producer, lady. <laughs> if only I could find an unknown, it would be perfect. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, you, yeah. I can do something for yous. Um, a little special mention to, um, and of course, I've uh, forgotten his name. Uh, hold on a second. We had uh, one of our listeners call up a uh, a program and mention uh, the name of this show. Oh, good. We need more of that. Yeah. I've been posting on various blogs, so I went to the TSA. Well, hold on. I have, some, I have some audio for a second. Oh, okay. You want to just hear for a second? So this is uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark McLenna. He's from uh, Watertown, uh, Connecticut, and he called up the, uh, the morning show, Jim Vicevich. Is that it? Vicevich? Uh. Vicevich? Uh, so this is WTICAM in, uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, Hartford, and uh, they're the biggest station around. And he recorded it on his phone, so you can barely hear the host of the show. But I just thought it'd be kind of cool to hear uh, how he slipped it in. And the guy just loved it; he just kept on going. He didn't even, uh, you know, didn't cut him off or anything. Cool. Well, we're still looking into it. And yet, we have Robert Gibson comes on and says, "This is pretty dangerous stuff." Like that. They, they just can't seem to get on the same page. You know, if you, and if you listen to noagendashow.com, they have some amazing discussion that is actually makes common sense about these issues. Um, yeah, we talk about Taylor Swift being the most notable event of the year. <laughs> that's, Taylor Swift. That's our show, buddy. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what? Can I just make an observation, John? Never, ever, ever, ever buy 9-volt batteries from Walmart. <laughs> or Walgreens, I should say. I just put in fresh batteries, and already, and, already. and already they're they're like winding down. I mean, I think I might have to send uh, executive producer Mickey out to get me some because I'm afraid these are going to fucking die. If you have them in the cold, well, does that decrease their uh, efficiency? I don't know. I, I I think they're just getting junk from China. Hold on a second. Oh, Buy a copper top. Yeah, but I mean, if these, I literally put them in before the show, and now I can see that they're already running low. This is going to be a problem. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, crap. Maybe she can run out and get me some 9 volts. Oh, I hate this. I can't believe it. The Don't same, buy cheap crap. Well, I, you know, I just, I just, I actually, I thought I was buying Duracell, which would be your copper tops. They look exactly the same, they cost about the same. And then I and I had this up in uh, in Yosemite. I actually switched batteries during the show, which you didn't hear because I did that so craftfully. That was well done. Yeah. So, um, so I noticed that yesterday they're finally coming out with the details. You know, there's this story about the uh, crotch bomber. By the way, we probably you don't say. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. 
the crotch bomber, of course, you know, is wearing all this bomb stuff in his scrotum, which, it, you know, in other words, those Mike Millowave filters wouldn't have done any good. No. There's a bunch of interesting discrepancies cropping up. By the way, just in the last day or so, they finally mentioned on the mainstream media that they've been, you know, attacking Yemen. Yeah, Yemen, but nothing about uh, uh, Nigeria. Right. Nothing. And, no, well, they're not going to attack did Nigeria. You see, did you see, by any chance, because I, I recorded it, did you see Meet the Press with Janet Napolitano? No. Oh, my God. She I was, saw the clips, though. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, but she's wearing this brown leather jacket, and you know, it's like, could you, excuse me, could you please look more like a bull dyke? You know, it just makes us feel that much more secure. It was un unbelievable. I'm like, what? And then she's sitting there lying her ass off from San Francisco. She live in San Francisco? Not that I know of. Yeah, uh, hold on a second. Oh, baby, she's been hanging out in San Francisco for probably for good reasons. Now that you mention it. Yeah, hold on a second. I need like I need like these. <clears throat> so while he's uh, fooling around, I'm going to mention a couple of things. They finally brought out the uh, fact that this Nigerian crotch bomber um, had a passport, and that that story about him getting on the plane without a passport was bogus. Yep. And curiously, right after we did the show on Sunday, I found a Ghana newspaper, a Ghana newspaper that described not <laughs> on, only on a park passport, bench. Pass <laughs> did you find it on a park bench? Number. <laughs> They had the seat that he was in, and they had his complete routing, and this was available to the media on Sunday, last Sunday, and now only now are they kind of breaking back on some of the bogus reporting that they've been doing about him not get, somehow getting on a plane with a one-way ticket. He had a round trip, by the way. He, he had a round trip. It was an e-ticket, and there's, you know, there's this eyewitness who's been doing the rounds, although you know, I haven't seen him on mainstream uh, media anywhere, who was sitting there playing cards with his wife while he saw this guy checking in some other dude who was like an indian like a apparently almost like an indian businessman type guy uh walks up helps this guy check in and then you know then there's all this like he didn't have a passport you know this is the way we do it in nigeria you know so this guy of course is being called his cia um handler um it's all bogus information and that must be disinformation i agree that that felt like it to me as well but I did read, and this is really nice because, of course, I, sp I speak it in Dutch. And um, so there's uh, the Dutch, of course, have, uh, you know, have their, all of their uh, internal governmental documents uh, online. And so there were all these questions about what happened. So according to the Dutch um, Ministry of, uh, I guess it's the, of uh, Justice actually is uh, responsible for this. They actually, and I, I marked this up on... A PDF file. Now, of course, it won't do you much good if you don't read any Dutch. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. And maybe someone will take the time to translate it. It's about seven pages. But incredibly interesting because, of course, they're saying, well, you know what? The American authorities allowed him to board the airplane. I'm like, huh, how, how, how do they know that the, were the American authorities there? Well, there's a system. So, of course, we know that there's the, um, you know, the, the, the fly don't fly list and all of that stuff. But there's a system, I'm looking it up right here. So first of all, you have the PNR, the passenger name record. Now, I'm pulling this directly from the Dutch government documents. So the guy, you know, so, so that's pre-approved, no problem. Then you have the advanced passenger information, known as the API. Uh, this includes information from a machine-readable zone on uh, a passport. That was also uh, okayed. But then there's this new thing, AQQ, that I hadn't heard of, the APIS quick query and the way this works is 
when you um, you know when you hand your boarding card and they either uh, scan it through a machine or they uh, zap it with a barcode reader, at that point it actually checks with the U.S. officials database to see if you're on any list before you board the plane. I didn't know this. That's why it's not just like an administrative thing. It's actually a real-time interactive check, and it came back okay. So the Dutch authorities were like, oh, it's a, you know, this guy can board, no problem. Now, there's another story that cropped up in the media, uh, in the Euro- it's just either in the European or the African media. By the way, the African media covered this very well because they're very concerned about this. And so I got most of the good stories from out of, literally out of Africa. And they said that Shypole has a, uh, a, M- a, a, a millimeter, millimeter wave millimeter wave machine. Or they have 15 of them, as a matter of fact. Schiphol, you mean. Shypole. What the Schiphol. hell are you talking about? Schiphol. Yes, I have been. I've been through the millimeter wave. Pronounce it correctly. I have been through the millimeter wave detector at Schiphol, and let me just point out one interesting thing. They are now so that there's pictures everywhere of their system set up, and now that they've decided that they're going to put these machines into service, which, by the way, they weren't allowed to do. The the U.S. officials, TSA, uh, did not deem the millimeter wave systems appropriate for flights going to the United States. That's why right. they weren't that way used. They, the drugs could come in. Of course. Um, so now they so now of course, you know, the oh the the Husha Thunderhorse had a call with uh, Janet over there in San Francisco. Boy, those two belong together. You should see our uh, our Dutch minister of whatever whatever she's responsible for. Yeah, they they should be clam bumping. Um and uh, so, oh, yes, no, please put the millimeter wave systems in place. But, of course, because of privacy concerns, because it basically takes a picture of you naked, now they have, a, they have some bogus – you have to see the pictures. It's laughable. They have some bogus computer interpretation, which then shows basically a stick figure with a big orange dot where there's something suspicious. So, they're, so they're, they've come up with this story. Like they've all of a sudden they've implemented this privacy device where instead of actually seeing the knife – or the gun, or the drugs, or whatever. There's a little orange dot that would be suspicious, and so then, of course, they have to be, you know, uh, uh, hand searched anyway. So, well, you know, the the, uh, the question you have to ask yourself is that this powder PETN. Uh, for one thing, this guy had it sewn into his into his uh, underwear. And by the way, another thing that was interesting, they had the pictures of the underwear online. We actually, some, one of our bloggers yeah. put it yeah. up. Yeah. Where, where's all the burn marks that are supposed to be? You know, where's all the burn? The, the underwear should have been burnt to a crisp, it seems to me, if this guy was on fire, right? <laughs> you think? But there was no burn marks at all. But then, <laughs> then when we hear the stories, and I'm going to, let's play a couple of clips. There are more discrepant things. First, I want to play... The WTF clip, because this was suppressed by the media. This came out in one interview with one of the passengers, and I thought the whole thing was weird. And then the person that was – this was on CNN. The person that was doing the interviewing just kind of glossed it over and said, well, you know, everybody – and she went off the subject and onto oh, something course. else. But just listen to this WTF clip. People, I, you also saw something strange happen uh, when all the, uh, the man – the fire started and everyone raced for him. Uh, what what was it that you observed? Well, as this was all going on, I just happened to look over, and about 10 seats ahead of me was, to the left-hand side, was a man who had a camcorder, and he was filming the entire thing. So 
it was definitely a little out of the ordinary. I mean, I don't know why. He just, just he was standing. He was wearing a no agenda T-shirt and wanted to make sure he got everything on 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 record. Enough, we and we were supposed to be seated, and he was filming it. So. We, we ought to just uh, tell everybody that, that Gene Meserve has reported tonight that the FBI says it has analyzed a number of videotapes that were shot by passengers on that flight, and none has proven particularly useful to the investigation. Nonetheless, there is a lot of commotion, and someone is filming it, although in this day and age, I suppose we probably shouldn't be too surprised since everything shows right. up somewhere eventually. So um, let me ask you. Uh, well, where is it then? Good question. Where is it? It's it's probably in the same vault as the uh, Pentagon uh, security video when the airplane <laughs> oh, flew right. into it. That's, that's right where in they're there keeping with that. Yeah. So meanwhile, in the same show, they did have the um, the guy, the the hero, and this he is the also the Dutch guy, the Dutch hero. Yeah, the Dutch guy. Uh-huh. And so I get you can re- play uh, hero, which is the clip. And and if you listen to this guy, then you have another version of the story because apparently the guy what didn't you know there was just various things he's shooting his stuff into his pants. He's got a pillow. He's this. He's that. You know now you can't put a pillow on your lap. And you but but it sounds to me as though the guy wasn't hiding anything. If you listen to this guy, the guy was holding the de- whatever this device was, and the Dutch guy was wrestling him for it. It wasn't his. Or in his, you know, in his underwear, or, or anything that we've been hearing. But listen to his account. And when you got to the suspect, what was he doing? Did he say anything? Did he do anything? Uh, well, he was uh, he was still sitting, and um, he was he was uh, getting on fire, and he was still uh, holding the, the the device, the bomb, right now, and he was still holding it, it in his hands, and I had to. T- like rip rip the, the bomb out of the- now hold on a second first of all she she asks a question which i've never heard a journalist ask she says when you saw the suspect that's really weird you know what i mean yeah and then he's and then he said he was holding the device the bomb in his hands hmm. yeah but i yeah but- and by the way how does this how does this jive with his burnt legs Let's go. Out of his hands, and I remember him looking at me, staring at me, and he was like, he was just, yeah, being afraid, and yeah, it, it was just a very weird, weird situation. So he se- he seemed afraid as you were going after. Yeah, he seemed like he yeah he seemed afraid, and and he was not easily letting go of the bomb. No. Well, of course not. It was sewn into his crotch. I think this, uh, you know, particularly since this guy was heralded as a big, I think we might need to look into him. I hate to say it, but uh, no, he's a filmmaker and maybe, the, you know, you, he, he's a filmmaker and there was a guy filming this yeah. out of the ordinary, standing up when everyone was supposed to be seated mm. and making a video from a distance. This mm. whole thing is fishy. Yeah, weird. You uh, close your eyes at night and revisit that moment. Uh, the human interest angle of the story. Not yet. Not yet. So you've been you've been pretty peaceful since then. I luckily I've been peaceful uh, peaceful so far. So and I hope I will I will keep it like that. Yeah. So anyway, well, we don't know any of this. We don't know any. We, the problem is every piece of information we receive is different, and it's getting a little annoying. This whole story. Well, and the then same, of course the, the bombing the Yemenis, and then and, and there's are supposedly we're over there for one reason or another, and there's all this action going on. It's been going on for a couple of weeks. And here's another one. The story that like came out like a couple of days ago that that guy that's the the 
the imam that talked to the Fort Hood guy. And by the way, there's a story floating around that Fort Hood guys kind of disappeared. Oh, really? And there's a, a Lieberman's one of Lieberman's intelligence agencies has been trying to get some information about him, and they nobody yeah, they, no, they won't talk thirty to him. days, and they can't find what the heck's going on with this guy. Okay, so this imam supposedly was taken out in some raid a couple of weeks ago uh, and killed, and this was, shows up in the media. Well, he's dead, you know. We had to had to kill him. And meanwhile, then he shows up in Memory, which is a Middle Eastern uh, research organization that does that that translates things for uh, intelligence purposes. He was just interviewed like two, three days ago, and the interview showed up on the internet, and so they had to change the story real quick. Yeah, no, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. We just thought he was dead. We never were sure he was dead. We thought he might have been dead. And so this guy, this imam character, is, is, is part of this, and he's the one that says, it was the guy with the, the crotch bomber was a hero, and he went on and on about what a great guy he was for trying to kill everybody. Which is sketchy. So this whole thing is just getting weirder and, you know, it's very disorganized. And then, of course, we have, you know, where's the CIA actually fit into the scheme of things? Oh, Play God, Obama man. attacks. Hold on a second. Can I? I love you. Mickey just went out and bought me 10 9 volt batteries. I'll play. Uh what is it? Which one is it? Obama attacks I, the CIA. I'm gonna switch batteries while that's playing. Here and by the way, he doesn't really. I mean, he he beats around the bush about who he's attacking, but it's pretty clear. Well, I, I have a theory that uh, that this will probably lead right into. So here we go. Been widely reported that the father of the suspect in the Christmas incident warned U.S. officials in Africa about his son's extremist views. It now appears that weeks ago, this information was passed to a component of our intelligence community, but was not effectively distributed so as to get the suspect's name on a no-fly list. There appears to be other deficiencies as well. Okay. Can you well, just let me make one yeah, thing. You, you, you make a point while I switch. I'm going to make a point. Now, okay, the guy's name was not, he, he was, you know, his dad thinks he, he turned into a radical Muslim, and his dad was bitching to the, I guess, the U.S. government about this, and they didn't put his name on an old fly list. If they put everybody's name who was bitching about, the, you know, was a, that was a radical Islamist yeah. that was complaining about the USA in one form or another, if they put all those people on a, the, the list would be a million miles, it'd be millions of people, because there's half the people in the Middle East feel the same way. It was... It was alarmist, okay. and I think that to single out this one situation as some sort of a flaw in the system, although it might have been, if, if it's a fact that they actually picked up this guy's name and threw it into that new hyper-agency that sits between the CIA okay. and everybody now, else. Let me, let me take over right here, because this is exactly what's going on. John, you are absolutely right. We have discussed a couple of times on this program that ever since the Obama administration put in this middle layer in between, uh, actually above the uh, CIA, the FBI, TSA, everybody, where these, there used to be direct reports, the CIA and the president was a very special relationship. So that's, that's, this layer has been put in the middle. The CIA has been incredibly pissed. In fact, I call it the CIA war. And there's all kinds of stuff going on that is, you know, we have uh, so-called earthquakes. These are, of course, cruise missiles that are aimed at, uh, yeah. at CIA headquarters. But what's really happening, and remember, the CIA still has a huge uh, allegiance to the Bush-Clinton cabal in uh, Yemen, and this is all very coincidental. Um, in Yemen, the LNG, Yemen LNG, you can look this up, the Liquid Natural Gas Corporation, which is a, uh, it's a who's who 
of companies who are involved in this, uh, including uh, KBR, Kellogg Brown Root, of course, uh, uh, B&B Which I Park, believe is a division of Halliburton. Halliburton, now. yes. Citigroup, ING Group, Royal Bank of Scotland, Societe Generale, all companies, who, all banks who were bailed out, by the way. Um, you know, JP Morgan, of course, is in there. They actually had contracts due for completion in August of 2009 for this huge liquid natural gas, um, either refinery or this whole company, this whole conglomerate. And you've probably seen the advertisements here and there on, on mainstream television where people are talking about switching to natural gas. And this was all set up by uh, Bush Sr. initially. So the CIA, who of course have allegiance, you know, they see that all this crap is going on in Yemen. There's, you know, there's all kinds of uh, skirmishes. Things are happening. The contracts can't get done on time. So they've got to take some action because they're taking orders from Papa Bush directly. They go around Obama. This is why Obama is saying, oh, systemic failure. They didn't tell him. In fact, they do it while he's on vacation. They go in there. They say, all right, get this guy. Let's get this. We, we got to have a reason to go do some nasty shit in Yemen. We need some cover. Boom. They go in there, and all of this starts to take place. And if you look at the show notes at noagendashow.com, you can see some amazing, I mean, literally amazing coincidental um, uh, connections, coincidences, co coincidences yeah. including uh, Robert LaPenta, former CFO and president of Homeland Security Solutions Provider L3 Communications, uh, now, this is the company that will benefit from the millimeter wave um, devices, but he also um, has ties to um, companies that provide rendition flights for the CIA. And this is really interesting. Uh, so these are all private Gulf Streams. I, they, actually, they land at, uh, at Oakland uh, Airport as well on the northern terminal from time to time. And you can believe what you want about, you know, if they're actually carrying people to jails overseas. I believe that those planes, planes are mainly packed, filled with, uh, uh, with drugs, and they're distributing them throughout the world. But uh, one of these planes from Hunt Oil uh, broke through the perimeter of the no-fly zone uh, in Hawaii, where the president was vacationing. Uh, his uh, security detail rushed him off the golf course under some guise of, oh, yeah, you know, one of the family friends needed something that might have been an ambulance thing. Of course, they threw him into some bunker somewhere because this is an all-in-all-out war between the CIA and the Obama administration. And coincidence, I think not, eight CIA agents killed an Afghanistan bomb attack. Eight and from one of my deep throat sources, who I know, uh, in fact, he's uh, he's been to uh, base Chapman, operation operating base Chapman, um, and where these eight CIA agents were killed, he says it's incredibly difficult to get entrance entrance into it. Right, and it was supposed to be a suicide bomber. I didn't know it was CIA guys, but it could yeah. be. But it was a suicide bomber, supposedly. It somehow got into the compound and blew up a like a lunchroom or something, and only civilians were killed somehow in a military zone. Yeah, but but this is but according to my source, and I know and this guy, I know, I know personally, and, and he doesn't want me to mention his name. Uh, he said 
uh, literally he's saying the agents that were killed at FOB, Forward Operating Base Chapman, are in a separate part of the FOB. Extremely difficult to get entrance there. I've been there numerous times. This is a, quote, huge setback for the CIA because they killed an entire team. This is all an all-out war. And, and, I think, and I think it's huge. And, this, and, and they, are, they are threatening the president. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in this now. No, I, we brought this up when the Salahis got, you know, first you have one little breach after another, and it's just to show the president how close they can get to him if they want to. Yeah. I mean, that's our theory, by the way, for people out there who are listening to the show. We don't know any of this to be a fact, except... Well, we know we do have a formula, and we do adhere to it. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Virtually speaking, of course. <laughs> Virtually speaking. Virtually. Yeah. No, so I'm, uh, I'm convinced that this is, once again, it's over, uh, it's over big business. And it is, uh, and it's well, liquid natural gas. And, of course, there's also oil that's been discovered in Yemen. Um, I think they found some new. I still think I still believe that over the next year or two, there's going to be an announcement of a huge hyper field just around outside of Yemen that'll belong to them technically. Now, if I if I look at Yemen, John, isn't that like near Somalia? Well, actually, Somalia is over to the uh, in Africa, and the, the Yemen is at the bottom of the Saudi Peninsula. Yeah, but but look at look at it on the globe. Isn't that isn't that the same water where the uh, pirates operate? Yeah, yeah, no, it's the same water. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Sudanese, and there's a lot of action going. That and then there is probably, I think not. There's a uh, <laughs> there's a uh, yeah. Th this whole thing needs to be. We need to get some real journalist that, that knows that you know he can't print any of this stuff in the newspaper, but it's fine in a book because you know how many people read books anymore. Yeah, uh, I think this will be explore, explored quite uh, interestingly by somebody who really has the time to well, do yeah, it. Well, it'll, yeah, it'll take uh, 25 years before the files are officially open, and we'll all go. Oh, yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna be like, oh, brother. You'll be really old by then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and be like, I knew it, oh brother. Um, but on the other hand, just to keep it light, uh, for those of you who uh, have always said, I, I think you know this. I think these checkpoints and security and the way it's going is fine because I have nothing to hide. When you say I have nothing to hide, okay, when they're going to be groping your crotch because that has now been approved at Schiphol Airport, uh, crotch grabbing will be a part of the uh, of the process. To make sure you got nothing there, when you're being ta ta when pictures are being taken of you essentially naked, your biometric profile, when you feel violated, just remember you have nothing to hide. You have if you have nothing to hide, what's the problem? Take off your clothes, submit to a rectal examination. You have nothing to hide, and that is exactly what you deserve to get. Bend over. You're all gonna get it now. Because you had nothing to hide. Oh, I don't care about it. Oh, it's good. We'll stop terrorists. This is ridiculous. Do you now see the ridiculousness of this fake security? It's fake. It's fake. It's just, it, you know, we... It's called security theater. Yes. Uh, there was a... I think, wasn't there a CNN article somewhere? I know it's in the show notes about uh, about exactly that about security theater. That it's, it's, you know, it's really just to make you feel safe and it's, you know, to kind of make... You know, some people, I mean, now it's like, you know, you hear everyone talking, like, oh, you know, we never imagined that they would use airplanes as bombs, and now we never imagined.
imagine we would put some explosives in his crotch. We never imagined this. We need more imagination. Well, somebody pointed out on one of the other shows, uh, what's to prevent people from having this PTN uh, carried in like your a, butt. Yeah. In your butt. Yeah, like drugs. In you a cigar tube. In a prophylactic yeah. and you, Swallow and it. Pull it out in the bathroom. Yeah, poop it out. And then light it in there. Now, I saw a, a BBC demonstration of some PETN, and uh, the stuff is definitely uh, pretty explosive. But I, I think no matter what, I mean, no, there is no substance that I know of uh, that, that produces an explosion unless it's enclosed where the reaction takes place. I, I, am I mistaken on this, John? There are well, yeah, you are because okay. nitroglycerin will just blow up without uh, being enclosed, and so will uh, trinitro. Uh, trine, well, let's see, trinitro. What's this stuff? Funny burning nitro cars. There, there are different things. Yeah, you, nitroglycerin. If you're manufacturing it improperly, but, that, but, that's, but that's really un, it's really unstable, and you and you can't carry that around. No, that's okay. true. But this PETN, I mean, so, you know, you see the BBC news reports. Like, you gotta, first of all, you got to think, all right, BBC, you know, Ministry of Truth speaking. Uh, but the guy had a, a, a little, like, it looked like a plastic container, which he lit. And it, and it, and it pro, pro, you know, produced quite an explosion. Does PETN do that without being in an enclosure? Can it really? I don't know. I've never even heard of this stuff before this incident. And I didn't. And by the way, if you remember the shoe bomber, they never discussed this stuff then either. I mean, this is all of a sudden, this is a new, I mean, this always bugs me. You know, all of a sudden there's some substance that's now in vogue to discuss as some sort of a danger. Uh, do you remember the shoe bomber incident? Were they ever talking about PETN? No, never. I don't, no. I'd like to go back and look at the stories and see if it was ever mentioned. I didn't. I didn't even think about it at the time. My old news guy was an idiot. So um, uh, anyway, uh, just to to get back on track there. So uh, President Obama called uh, it a systemic failure, which is code for we're going to overhaul your ass. Oh yeah, you think you can get away with this under my watch? I'm going. I'm going to screw with you guys now. Systemic failure. I mean, that's like the banks, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I, I believe that we're really into some really, really, really nasty stuff that is happening. In fact, um, wow, there was this great video by a congresswoman. Uh, let me see if I can find it. She did a YouTube video, which just freaked me out. She actually said there are radicals in our government, and that, and that, and this is not just about... Um, let me just see if I can find this. It would be a YouTube video. Well, while you're looking for that, play yeah. the CENN piece that discusses the CIA's involvement in some of this. It's a little long-winded. You can just play it until you feel like it's boring. And you can stop. Why, along with what's next, including the possibility of new airstrikes on Yemen. But first, we want to get to Gene Mazur, who has the what. The repeated attempts by the alleged Christmas bomber's father to alert American authorities about his son. Hi, Gene. Hi. According to uh, sources who are familiar with the family discussions with the U.S. The father met face-to-face -face with embassy officials on at least two occasions. There also were several telephone calls and also written communications. We are told by a well-placed source that the CIA was... A this pisses me off. It's not even 30 seconds and already she's mentioned two unknown sources. It's like, this is, this is not news reporting. This is reading whatever the CIA or whatever organization is putting in front of these people. All right. Just you got to listen to the words. Yeah. And how do we know all these details about what's going on in Nigeria all of a sudden? Gee, well, because unnamed sources have told us, of course. 
some of those communications and that the CIA prepared a report on what the father said about his concerns about his son's radicalization and possible trips to Yemen. That report, we are told, was sent to CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, but it was not disseminated to the wider intelligence community. And according to our source, if it had been, it might have been pieced together with other pieces of intelligence which had been gathered by the U.S. and perhaps they would have gained a full picture and been able to... Why do they always call it a community? And the other thing is, it's like some 23-year-old punk. How much surveillance are we doing on this kid? None. This no, of is course bogus. Not. Of course not. To thwart this attack. What about the CIA, though? Are they actually confirming the existence of that report? Uh, the CIA is pushing back pretty heavily here. The uh, statement for the, the spokesman, rather, for the CIA put out a statement this evening, which said, in part, we didn't have his name before then, before the meeting with the father. Also in November, we worked with the embassy to ensure he was in the government's terror database, including mention of his possible extremist connections in Yemen. We also forwarded key biographical information about him to the National Counterterrorism Center. But the CIA is not saying if they forwarded all of the information they had to the NCTC. That's the entity that was set up after 9-11. The purpose was for it to connect all the intelligence dots collected across the U.S. government. And frankly, that, that brings us straight to the next question, which I think a lot of people right, are which wondering. Is, which is exactly the organization that isn't working. <laughs> right. Which is the one that was put in between the president, the administration, and everybody else. So, so these dots connecting is stupid. Tonight, eight years later, after 9-11, there's not only uh, that agency which has been set, set up, but billions of taxpayer dollars spent to overhaul this country's security, the communication between different agencies. This isn't happening, clearly. Uh, well, clearly it didn't happen in this instance, clearly. and one can only guess that it might clearly. be reflective of a larger problem. That is why the administration has said, the president said very specifically today, I am ordering a government-wide review of what we're doing here in terms of uh, integrating this information, collecting this information. I want to know what we knew, when we knew it, and who it was shared with. Okay, so here's Sue Myrick, and I believe she's a congresswoman. The terrorist attack. Yeah, Congresswoman Sue Myrick. She's the founder of the House Anti-Terrorism Caucus and member of the House Intelligence Committee. I'd not heard of her before, but that seems like some pretty serious, uh, like she's a serious dudette. Now, let's just listen to what she has to say about this. The attempted terrorist attack over Christmas was an incident, fortunately, that did not work. His device did not explode, or we could have seen a totally different scenario. Most of us sat and listened to television and they talked about all the reasons why, you know, he should not have been allowed to fly and so forth. Well, I agree with that. There were a lot of mistakes made by the governments of other countries as well as our own. But this is the issue. You're not being told the whole story of why these incidents are happening. Nice. There is a radicalization going on in this country and across the world that has a great effect on our national security. There are people who literally are willing to blow themselves up like this guy did to commit jihad because they believe... She kind of goes off the rails here, but just listen to when she talks about the government. ...even a bigger cause, and that cause is what they want to do to us. They want to destroy Western democracies. They want to bring down America. They want us to live by their rules. This is something that nobody ever tells you. You don't hear about. 
Sure, there are people on television periodically who are experts, do a good job, the Steve Emersons and the Waleed Ferrises of the world, but that is not the whole story. The reason I say that this is just the tip of the iceberg, it's not just the incidents of people who want to commit jihad, it's what's going on elsewhere as well. There's a lot of radicalization on the internet today, there is radicalization in the mosques, there are people who have been indoctrinated into the same line of thinking that are now in positions in our government. There you go. Radicals in our government. All of this said. is tied together. And we want to bring this to you over a period of time so you can be educated. There's a series right, of... And she has a whole bunch of books you should read. Um, but I thought that's interesting, considering her, her position to say that there's radical elements inside our very own government is... Uh, it would make sense. Yeah, but that, that's, uh, you know, she is the founder of the Anti-Terrorism Caucus and a member of the House Intelligence Committee. I've never heard of her. Soon no, you will. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I got another piece of, uh, well, we're on, still on the topic. I have one more clip, which is kind of interesting because, uh, you know, you know, CNN uh, is uh, obviously getting talking points from somebody. And uh, this one I thought was peculiar because it gave away and it's only a little bit. I don't think you have the whole clip, just the part that's interesting to me, uh, which is the get which was kind of slipped in by Erica Hill, who's doing this reporting, who she was the the anchor of this thing, and who, I, who used to be over here at uh, Tech TV, as a matter of fact. Uh, play Gitmo Yemen. Digging deeper now, Peter Bergen is back with us, along with Kirk Lippold, former commander of the USS Cole, and an outspoken opponent of releasing Guantanamo Bay inmates begun during the Bush administration, some of whom reportedly worked with the alleged bomber in Yemen. Gentlemen, good to have both of you with us. Peter, as, as you look at the... Did you hear that? No, I got to listen to it again. She said, well, let me tell you what to look for. She said that this guy, the Cole guy, the guy was the, the commander of the USS Cole. Remember that? Yeah, that, that was, was blown, the, a big the, hole where, where they, 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 This commander who's now anti this and anti that, he's the guy, hey, let that uh, let that rubber raft. Yeah, it's okay. They're yeah, okay. Come, they're on come close. up against the yeah, bomb bring against him up. boat. So that guy. Uh, he's against, you know, releasing these Gitmo guys. And then the way she phrases it, she says that these people in Gitmo somehow have worked with the suicide bomber in Yemen. But that's not possible considering the guy's age and the, and the timeline. So what, why does she even throw that in? I mean, what, what on this, who wrote the script? Let me, so uh, we play it again. Yeah. Digging deeper now, Peter Bergen is back with us, along with Kirk Lippold, former commander of the USS Cole, and an outspoken opponent of releasing Guantanamo Bay inmates begun during the Bush administration, some of whom reportedly worked with the alleged bomber in Yemen. Gentlemen, good to have both of you with us. Peter, as, as you look at the... Okay, so I, I think I understand how, how why. Um, so obviously, you know, as of tomorrow, uh, one of the uh, president's big promises to close uh, Guantanamo Bay will have been broken. He's already announced that that's not going to happen. And we need Gitmo for a number of reasons. I would say the number one reason is for renditions, because we have to have this illusion that we're flying, you know, even though it's illegal and even though it's not supposed to be happening, everybody agrees that there are rendition flights taking place from Guantanamo Bay to secret uh, enhanced interrogation facilities all over the world, right? But that's not really what these rendition flights are about. 
These are the huge private aircraft that are flying the drugs out of Afghanistan to distribution points all over the world. So they need to keep Gitmo open. Gitmo cannot close, other, or they have to find some other some other ruse that can still make these illegal rendition flights viable. And that's Gitmo why Gitmo itself is a red herring. Yes, it is. It all it is is just just the, just so that we we know that something fishy is going on there. Uh, in fact, we should probably uh, don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. And I've got some links in the show notes to back up my assertions about these uh, these drug flights under the under the guise of rendition flights. And you'll and look look for aircraft. You can go to Google. Google is great with tail numbers. And just start googling Hunt Oil, H U N T. Hunt oil and start Googling for their aircraft and where they're flying. And you'll be amazed. In some cases, even on like skytracker.com, uh, skytracker will say, uh, it is not possible to track this, uh, this aircraft's flight. <laughs> because well, they go, they're black. Yeah, they're, C, they're, they're CIA planes and they're flying the drugs around. It's not people. No one gives a shit about people. Now, by the same token, of course, um, all of this had to take place at the very end of the year because we all woke up and went, oh, shit, we've been doing this healthcare scam and this swine flu scam. And, oh, man, we, we, we got to, dude, we, we got to extend the Patriot Act. We need some reason for extending the Patriot Act. We need a reason for that. Well, the other thing, of course, is the airlines, uh, they need to, I, I, I think they're just, are they trying to just shut down the airline business? And are the airlines part of it? They want to go bankrupt? I mean, why do, are they, you no, know, the, the uh, TSA is, no, no, it's a, it's a reverse bailout, John. It's very simple. Here's what's going to happen next. You'll have no stewardesses. Stewardesses are expensive. We don't want to have actual flight crews. No, we're going to have air marshals. Air marshals will be on board. They'll tell you to shut up. Sit down. Don't put anything on your on your lap. You just sit in your seat. You slave. Don't go anywhere. So there's hundreds of thousands of uh, of stewardesses and stewards or um, aircraft cabin personnel. Flight attendants. Flight attendants will be replaced by air marshals, federally funded air marshals. There's going to be no more food, no more drinks. No, you know what? If you're thirsty, just suck suck on some wood. All right. <laughs> They've been moving to the no food thing for quite a while. Yeah. So now it's, they have it's, a real excuse. Because most airlines are by definition bankrupt. They are by definition bankrupt. They're always in chapter 11. They're always struggling to get out. There's no money being made. There is no money to be made in aviation because you're essentially burning money in the air. The only time when it worked was in the early days of aviation when the airplanes carried the mail and the passengers basically sat on top of the mail sacks. It was like a bonus. And then, you know, now the mail and the FedEx and UPS and everyone, they got their own planes. And by the way, they're running pretty profitable because mail don't need to eat, pee, or blow up the plane. It's very simple. Don't need no flight attendants. That's still a very profitable business. So that's what's it's a reverse bailout of the airline industry. And that's why they're all loving it, because the last thing they want is to have to, you know, these unions for flight attendants are very difficult. Very difficult to negotiate. No, I'm I'm buying into this because it makes sense to me. Because why would the airlines, the TSA is going to have all this bull crap about? Oh, you got to sit down for an hour and show your hands, you know, before the plane lands, which means any two-hour flight you could just be sitting all the time and crapping in your own pants. I apparently peeing on yourself. Yeah. 
And the uh, and the airlines have decided to make it. Oh well, that's not even bad enough. Let's kill the in-flight entertainment. Let's make yeah. people. You know, they can't bring on two pieces of luggage anymore. They can't put anything under the seat in front of them. They can't open a laptop. You know, let's just make it as miserable as possible, which would lead into. Well, I guess we can relax all those standards now that we have air marshals on board. And uh, if this, you know, this. Every other business that I can think of, this is actually a point, uh, a point that uh, Congressman Ron Paul makes, every other business is responsible for security. Trains responsible for their own security. Buses responsible for their own security. Bridges responsible for their own security. Uh, buildings in Manhattan responsible for their own security. Airlines not responsible for their security. Ah, okay. Why? Because if they actually had to pay for that, They'd be, they'd all go out of business tomorrow. That's, it's seven, wait, $75 billion we spend on security. Uh, a, a majority of it in, uh, in aviation. So these guys are loving it. They're totally loving it. They don't give a crap. And believe me, the airlines don't care about you. You're cattle anyway. Why do you think we call it cattle class? Because you're a cow. <laughs> So shut up, slave. Shut up. Don't eat. Sit down. You do a good sheep. And and listen to the warden. Listen to the warden. The warden will tell you what to do. And the flight crew, uh, you know, this. you probably saw this article from Wired about these bloggers who who minutes after the TSA released a new directive uh, to airlines, you know, it's not like secret information, uh, but of course not intended for the public. No, slave, shut up. You shouldn't be reading any of this good stuff. You need to look at the list from Good Morning America with Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Um, they posted this, and uh, they got visits from the TSA. Did you read about this? No, tell me. I didn't hear this story. Oh, my God. Let me, uh, let me just pull this up for you. There's two bloggers. One who's actually being um, uh, be, and is employed by KLM. Here, it's uh, from uh, Threat Level on uh, Wired. And they actually got a picture of the TSA guy at the guy's house. So two bloggers received home visits from TSA agents Tuesday after they published a new TSA directive that revises screening procedures and puts new restrictions on passengers in the wake of a recent bombing attempt by the so-called underwear bomber, which is wrong because he's called the crotch bomber. Uh, Special agents from the TSA's Office of Inspection interrogated two U.S. bloggers, one of them an established travel columnist, and served them with a civil subpoena demanding information on the anonymous source that provided the TSA document. These guys literally rolled up, they strong-armed them, they threatened them that, hey, we can make travel, hey, you're a travel uh, writer, we're going to make your travel really difficult, my friend. You're not going to be able to fly anywhere if you don't tell us who gave you this document. The guy was home with his three kids, his wife works at night, and they, you know, they're demanding access, and they had all the paperwork needed, you know, they had subpoenas, uh, they were uh, ready to get warrants. They were going to wait right outside his house. They took the guy's laptop, his BlackBerry, his iPhone, made copies of his hard disk. You know, this is like the brown shirts just showing up, or the Sicherheitspolizei. And uh, and in this directive, which you know, parts of it have, have been already been made public by the airlines because they were sent to the airlines. Uh, the flight crew, i.e., the pilot and co-pilot or first officer. Uh, are no longer uh, allowed to tell you where they are. So, you know, that fun little thing like, hey, folks, if you look out over the left-hand side, you can see the wonderful Rockies and, uh, oh, right down there, you see the snow tops. No, no more of that. In fact, I'm going to give you another one, John. We will be sitting in military-like aircraft with no windows in those <laughs> parachute jump seats, right, with your back to the wall, 
like slaves on a slave ship. That's how we will fly, and I predict that within five years. So I got a note from somebody mentioning uh, that they're saying it's a security document, but it was sent to every airport and airline, says Stephen Friesling, one of the bloggers. Yeah. It was sent to Islamabad, to Riyadh, to Nigeria. So they're looking for information about security documents sent to 10,000-plus people internationally. Yeah, but, but these guys blog about it, and the TSA shows up on their doorstep. Where did you get that from? Who sent you that? Because, of course, these guys are embarrassed because they've been screwing up. And by the way, why doesn't Napolitano resign? Why, did, why isn't she called to account? Why isn't anyone supposed to, re, to resign? Should, well, shouldn't... nobody's been called to account for anything in the last 15 years. You know, they can screw up the economy. They can screw the public. They can do stuff that's illegal. That, and nobody ever gets called to account. Well, of course, one of the things based on the, our own suppositions is that she wouldn't. What was to be appointed for resigning? This is all going according to plan. Have you heard of the Wanta Reagan Mitterrand protocol? No. Uh, this New Year's Eve is scheduled the implementation of the Wanta Reagan Mitterrand protocols that would bring $6.2 trillion back to the U.S. Treasury, help eliminate the toxic derivatives parked in U.S. banks currently in zombie condition, and also put millions of Americans back to work on a national high-speed rail project at no expense to the U.S. taxpayer. And uh, these are agreements from 1990. And I haven't read through them all, but there's links to it in the show no in the show notes at noagendashow.com. But apparently, there's like some deal was put into place in Vienna in uh, December of 1990, and uh, all this money was supposed to come to the U.S. and was supposed, I guess, money that we were owed. I guess we're going to have to look into this one. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just too much for me to, to get done. It's I mean, like you know, if we're going to terrorize people in the skies, there would be nothing more logical than, than putting a high-speed high rail, which makes total sense because what's being built right outside my door, John, is supposed to be the largest bus and bus terminal. Uh, the Transbay Joint Power Authority claims that they will have a high-speed rail train coming in from Los Angeles right into the heart of San Francisco. This could be a scheme that is so much bigger than you and I realize. could be so much bigger. Well, you know, this, the, the, the Chinese have got a uh, – I mean, there's, we, we know what high-speed rail is if you've been to Europe and taken the ICE or, the, or one of the uh, TGVs or one of the great trains that they have there. They run fairly fast. They do about – now they hit 350 kilometers an hour. You know, typically they run around 250, 250 kilometers an hour. And, um, and they get you around. But, you know, Europe is kind of small compared to coast to coast here in the United, in the big U.S. of A. But the, the fact is the Chinese have developed a high-speed train ride from the airport to Beijing. I think it's Beijing or Shanghai. I think it's Shanghai, one of the two. I haven't taken it, so I don't, don't know. But anyway, they have this high-speed rail that goes something like 400 miles an hour. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a maglev yeah. of some sort. It's often it you know it's yeah. no you know it sits off no the ground. No friction. No it's, friction. It's it's magic. And people who have taken it say it's unbelievable how fast this thing travels. Hey, and by the way, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm all for it. But you know, let, you don't have to like pretend to blow up planes and make travel horrible just to get us on these trains. Just build them already. If 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 France or someone owes us money and we're supposed to build these things, pay up. Let's get it. So, so, you know, I don't know. I do know. I do have one other interesting lead that we should follow up on. 
By the uh, way, I'm going to before you finish that one thought. I'm going to read something I got just a uh, Skype sure. Break, breaking news. Breaking news. However, Leo Vanta, that the Vanta thing, is a code name given a person by Ronald Reagan in April of 1988, who remains anonymous to this day. This this anonymous person is not Emil Leonard Wanta. Hmm. Okay, anyway. so we, we need follow-up on this. We need to delve into this. Yeah, something's this. up. Do you recall the son of former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, Mark Thatcher? Yeah, the one who keeps getting in, or got in trouble in Africa. Right. So do you remember exactly what it was he got in trouble for? You yeah, might... he was trying to overthrow the government. Right. So do you know who helped fund him by that helicopter? No. Al-Haji Umar Mutalib, father of the alleged terrorist terror suspect, the crotch bomber. He was the former chairman of the Bank of Nigeria who helped fund various weapons projects tied to Mark Thatcher. Oh, really? What a coincidence. Coincidence? I think not! <laughs> at the same time, while we're all looking at the new balloon boy, crotch boy, the, uh, well, we talked about this last week, the uh, World Court in, uh, was, is supposed to be indicting uh, members of the Israeli government as well as uh, members of Hamas for war crimes for that 22-day war in the Gaza Strip. So we need a little bit of uh, confusion to cover all that up as well. There is stuff going on right now. It is coming at us so fast that it's even hard for us to keep up with it. No, it's actually very difficult. We can only, you know, one of the things we can do, we target one or two stories uh, a show, and there's probably 20 stories that could be tracked back. Uh, we do the best we can. We do a better job, I think, than the, most of the stuff I've been seeing and listening to that's on uh, the television or even on the radio or even done by the, uh, the talk show guys. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know anybody else that's coming close. I just These stories it. are fascinating, and they're complicated, and everything you see and hear, generally speaking, on the mainstream media is, like, fed to you for a purpose of, it's just a brainwashing <laughs> trick. That's exactly what it is. It is it's, it's not a trick. It's, it's a documented... It's uh, a technique. It's a documented technique. A it's, it's very simple. So, we want to do more of this in the new year, and, uh, boy, we're late with our pitch, uh, John. We've been so, I mean, this is this has been so huge. There's so much surrounding this story, uh, the timing of it, uh, all of the geopolitical aspects of it, the uh, the internal war between the Obama administration and uh, certainly the CIA and perhaps other intelligence. Uh, and by the way, I'm not saying the CIA is bad. You know, these they're just pissed off, you know, and because they've always look, we we all know that all governments do nasty, crazy shit. We're no exception. We're not goody goody two shoes in all of this. But it would be nice if we could get to the bottom of a couple of these things like this whole Mark Thatcher thing is now freaking me out. This whole Reagan give us six trillion dollars thing is like, you know, I, I need extra days to go and work on this. So let's talk about some of our don donors this week, yes. and I'm going to mention a few of them, get it, get uh, them their credits. Yes. Uh, and we want to thank, by the way, everyone who even gives us like, you know, 10, 20. I got 99 cents uh, this week and, from somebody. And we appreciate says, that, too. It's the PayPal account. They're dumping it. You know, you dump your PayPal account and just give, us, give it to us. So if we have a number of $50, don 50 to $100 donors, and I'm just going to name them off. Derek Reiser of Maryville, Illinois. Peter Bevan of, oh, 
Uh, <laughs> let me get back to Peter Bevan at the end. Uh, here's one from New Zealand, and you're going to have to help me pronounce this one. This is a beauty. Uh, W-I-R-I-Y-A is the first name. Hold on, hold on. Let me just write. I might as well write it down, otherwise I can't remember. W what? I-R-I-Y-A. Wow. Which Weiria, I would say Weiria, was, Weiria? Weiria, maybe. Yeah, Weiria. 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 And the last name is even better. Mm-hmm. V-A, and I didn't solicit anybody to help me pronounce this one, so we're going to just struggle. V-A-I-D-A-Y-A-N-U-W-A-T-T-I. So okay, said, thank you so much for your donation. We really <laughs> appreciate it. New Zealand, it. <laughs> thank you very much. Vaidi Anuati? I guess. Vaidi Anuati, uh, yeah. Rick uh, Delishny from... Uh, Oshawa, Ontario, and he wants us to plug Blush Wedding Films in Toronto. Blush Wedding Films in Toronto. And Philip Coster in Rosendal. 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 Rosendal, Netherlands. Yes, perfect. And then we have our... Then we have Alexander Dilger who wants a shout-out to Terry Johnson, and he's in Morgantown, West Virginia, great state. Hi, you know, I, I, I went to school right near uh, Morgantown. Right, and uh, we went to many Mountaineers games. And then we had Yap Boydendick. <laughs> Boydendick. <laughs> Yap Boydendick, who was our and, executive producer for this episode. And, and he's apparently in Naldzweik. Naldvik. 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 Naldvike. There you go. Not that hard. Just this I mean, this is like every week. It's like, does anybody have a normal name? Oh, uh, like Dvorak. Dvorak. I mean, what kind of name is that? You, you, you're missing. A, you're well, missing I'm a vowel. Or Adam Curry's. I mean, that's what I'm looking you're for. You're missing a vowel. Matthias <laughs> Merkert from. Uh, he's in the Falls, Germany. He gave us seventy-eight sixty-four, uh, and. Then we had Christian and Sarah Winter from Las Vegas. They gave us a hundred, and our old buddy, uh, of course, uh, uh, Stephen Pelsmacher, yes, from uh, Zondam. Uh, he uh, gave us one ninety nine, and he's actually doing uh, a. By the way, anyone out there that wants to be a knight, you know, you can do the self accounting, and when you get to, to a thousand, is, isn't Stephen close to it? Isn't he uh, pretty much? I think at, he's about four hundred four hundred bucks away. Okay. Eon Monroe, of course, one of our executive producers. Ian, there you go again, saying Eon. It's Ian. Ian, Ian Monroe. Ian. No, Ian. Ian. Yeah, two hundred. Uh, and Samuel Vanderplank. Vanderplank. From Charbeek. Brussels, Where? 223. Richard Nichols gave us uh, from Fairview, Oregon. There we are. Richard Nichols, Fairview, Oregon, uh, $150. Okay, now here's the one. Uh, pronounce this. This is Peter Bevan. He said he challenges us to pronounce L. Ready to write this down? Yeah. L L A N G Y F E L A C H. And as a warning, it's Welsh. Okay, I would say Langefach. 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 Let's see. Here's something Fang, we could try. Fang, it's pronounced Fangefach. Well, it's LL, you said. Yeah, and it's pronounced, the LL is pronounced somewhere in between an F and a TH. 
The F is pronounced as a V. Hold on. Ah, shit. I, uh, I deleted it. Hold on a second. Let me try something here. So it's, L- it's on the internet. The pronunciation. Well, it's L L A N G Y F E L A C H, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we'll do. Let's see how Apple pronounces it. Oh, that should be funny. Okay, here we go. Langy flag. <laughs> Langy flag. Langy flag. All right, let's try Langy flag. Langy flag. Anyway, people out there, <laughs> you can go to uh, Dvorak.org slash NA or check out our new uh, – for people that are in Russia and the other places that they can't go to Dvorak.org, go to ChannelDvorak.com slash NA, and you'll have a, a donation page there. It's completely on a different server. Is, is so that, uh, is that going to be Russia. the new donation page? Is that going to be the new one that's also on uh, Dvorak.org slash NA? This is done by Eric Mackey. Yeah, I love and, uh, I love the new donation page at channeldvorak.com slash NA. I love yeah, it. Channeldvorak.com slash NA uh, and or noagendashow.com. Go there or go to dvorak.org slash NA. I'll probably keep the other ones separate. And uh, give us some help and we'll try to do more of this kind of research. And, and I think we, you know, this kind of the stuff that we're digging up currently is some of the best stuff we've done for the last year. And I think. Half the stuff that we've talked about all year long is, doesn't show up on anybody's top ten list, or the <laughs> mainstream media doesn't care no, about it. They didn't even have, they, they didn't have Madoff on the list. Hey, by the way, they finally did it with Madoff. Yeah, I think they switched. They a lot sw- of people think they switched. They out switched Madoff. them out. Yeah, because they. Well, uh, look, look, guys, worth fifty billion dollars. You're going to have to. Ha- you have. You have to have an exit strategy. There's no way he didn't before he admitted that he was a big fraud. Set up shop to have some guy. So he was. He went to a. To a hospital facility for ten days because of whatever he was dizzy is what the main thing was, and then yeah. ten days later oh, he comes oh, back. Oh, I'm dizzy! I'm dizzy! Yeah, so they take him off to the to the the, the sick bay, and then uh, they bring back another dude. So he's yeah. out. He's out. He's in Paraguay by now. He's already on one of the Hunt Oil airplanes. He's on his way Whoosh, up, up, and away. He's well, if you, follow, if you follow, if somebody would track where, where his kids go over the next year or so, you'll, you'll figure out where he went. Yeah. Because they're obviously going to go visit dad once in a while. But, yeah, you know, we have think. no proof of this, by the way. No, but, it, I mean, it's, you look at it, it's like we, we've been waiting for him to get a heart attack or something else to happen because this is exactly what happened with Ken Lay from Enron. Uh, and we have, we, of course, we have no proof, but, you know, is it really all that unbelievable? Are we really that crazy you know what don't even answer that question because i will answer it for you according to examiner.com u.s military is liaising with extraterrestrial life according to multiple independent sources this is big john this is a huge article independent sources have claimed an ongoing set of face-to-face meetings between u.s military officials and extraterrestrial life the sources reveal that senior... Did this, uh, did this run on April 1st? No, this ran on December 28th. Another reason they needed the crotch bomber, because the news is getting out now. So the, you're saying that there's aliens meeting with our government? Yes. Of course, they ran this over the Christmas holiday, so nobody would notice. That's yes. what your theory yes. is. So the sources reveal that senior U.S. Navy officers have played a leading role in an inter-services working group responsible for the meetings and that different extraterrestrial groups are allegedly involved. One source claims that the contact involves extraterrestrial groups known as reptilians and a silicon-based life form dubbed the conformers. 
Another source claims that the extraterrestrials are called Ebens from the Zeta Reticuli star system, but known colloquially as the Greys. A third source claims that human-looking extraterrestrials representing an association of star nations are liaising with military officials. And there, this article, which ran in the Examiner, um, is filled with amazing links, interviews, and it's all ex-military guys who are now 75, 80 years old, and they're just tired of keeping these lies in. They're just tired of it. And I predicted, I predicted that the president will come out and he's going, you watch, he's going to say, all right. You know, we might as well just tell you, because you're going to find out anyway, yes, there is, we've been in touch with alien life forms, and we've got free energy, and of course it won't be free, that'll be another red herring. Uh-oh, I hear them coming for me, John. You hear it? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a great article. It's really, really good, and there's uh, tons of, uh, of backup information. These are the type of guys who are coming out about this. Uh, all retired, of course, uh, U.S. Navy, U.S. Marine Corps, Dennis Blair, Director of National Intelligence, James Jones, National Security Advisor, uh, Charles Bolden, NASA Administrator. Uh, all these guys retired, and they're all, you know, moving up on 80, and they're like, you know, we just don't want to bullshit around anymore. It's true. Get on with it already. I mean, even Dennis Kucinich says it. So you know it's got to be true. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he's one of them, I think. Yeah, he might be, but that's okay. And he's uh, he's related to um, what's her name, the actress Shirley MacLaine. She knows. She knows. So I want to read a list of the. Uh, you know, we talked about the top ten news stars from the last year. There's going to be all these retro retrospectives. I want to read you a list of twenty five. It's going to take a minute. Mm -hmm. Of the top ten or the top twenty five censored stories. And a lot of these actually are stories that have been continued to be censored for the year after year. Nice. And what's cool about it is as you uh, – there's probably out of the 25, there's about two stories you may have heard of. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with 25. Bush's real problem with Elliot Spitzer. 24. Japan questions 9-11 and the global war on terror. Uh, we, we, we talked about that one. FDA complicit on pushing pharmaceutical drugs. Duh. <laughs> Really? There's gambling going on there? <laughs> CARE, C-A-R-E, rejects U.S. food aid. NATO considers first strike nuclear option. Know that? Uh, Marijuana no. arrests set new record. <laughs> Not Indigenous with me. Indigenous herders and small farmers fight livestock extinction. Cruel and death, or cruelty and death in juvenile detention centers. I have a friend who's gone through that. Tell me, UN, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, there's a guy. Well, it's a long story, but one of the guys who's a CEO in Silicon Valley, well, he, one of his kids got into a jam and ended up in one of these juvenile hall things, and they became, you know, kind of beaten the crap out just on a daily basis by these Mexican gangs that are running rampant. And it turns out that the whole operation is run by the mob, and it's just it was just a horrible situation. He had to leave, finally leave under some. It's a, just just a tremendously bad story. Huh. I mean, it's just it's depressing. UN's empty declaration on indigenous rights. Oh, yeah, we, we covered some of that. Number 16, annual survey on trade union rights. Number 15, worldwide slavery. Oh, what's that? Worldwide slavery. Number 14, <laughs> mainstream. Well, what do you think our prison system is? Yeah. Number 14, main, you know, you arrest these marijuana smokers. Uh, number 14, mainstreaming nu nuclear waste. 
tracking the number 13, tracking billions of dollars lost in Iraq. We know about that. Yeah, we track that. Number 12, Bush profiteers collect billions from no child left behind. Oh, really? No kidding. Uh, number 11, El Salvador's water privatization and the global war on terror. Number 10, APA complicit in CIA torture. That story was actually covered pretty well. Yeah, I think. And the water thing, we covered that extensively. Yeah. Number nine, Iraq and Afghanistan vets testify. Yes. Number we, have, eight, we haven't exec- talked about it, but I do have some of that. Yeah. Number eight, executive orders can be changed secretly. <laughs> Great. Number seven, guest workers, Inc. fraud and human trafficking. Number six, the Hometown Terrorism Prevention Act. We have to look that one up. Home, I think we've talked about it briefly, but the, well, not no, I'm in sorry, depth. the Homegrown Terrorism Protection Act. Yeah, this is, that's, uh, the, that's the whole that's the whole my act thing. Yeah, we've no. t- touched on it. Yeah, yeah. Number five, seizing war protesters' assets. Cool. Apparently, this was signed by Bush, and then I guess it's uh, still in play. Uh, if you go to a war protest and have us carry a sign that says, oh, no more war, get out of Iraq, they can seize all your assets and break you. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, they, 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 you know, why, why is this stuff even in play? Why isn't anybody complaining about this? Because there's fluoride and lithium in the water because no, we're all docile. If you complain about it, you're also subject to seizure. Oh, yeah. No, you can't complain. That would be bad. There would I- be no complaint. Uh, I-L-E-A, the U.S. restarting dirty wars in Latin America. Number three, InfraGuard, the FBI deputizes business. Yes. No, this is, this is huge. Even uh, my tax lawyer is even deputized. Is he now? Yeah, and and they they have a badge, and they've got all kinds of secret oh, documents. Yeah, they got a badge. And cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. cooler. And they get the secret documents, and they're the first ones. If they if you know if um, if there's a chemical attack, they have, there's all kinds of protocols. Oh yeah, this is huge. Not only that, but it, it's how do we the, get a badge, man? I think it'd be great. It'd be good. Uh, clergy are also um, uh, brought into the whole scheme. I wonder if Father Ralph, one of our. Uh, Eventual nights is going to get well. There's ton. Budget. There's tons of a badge. There's tons of uh, of of clergy who um, who are on board with the program and who are actually preaching about how you know the new world order is great and good and uh, yeah. No, this is this is well known. One world government. Yeah. Security and prosperity partnership militarized NAFTA. Oh, I didn't know that one. Is number two and number one over one million Iraqi deaths caused by U.S. occupation. Oh, why would we even report on that? There is one other story that has uh, that should be on that list, John. There's a lot of stuff they don't have on that list, by the way. Yeah, I'd say uh, the fastest selling book. Atlas by Ayn yeah, you Rand. know what the, the joke about that is? Glenn Beck came out with <laughs> it as an Atlas Shrugged I know, that, nut. That's that's kind of that's kind of harsh. By the way. I'd like to uh, recommend a book that was recommended by one of our producers, which I got on my uh, Kindle for the iPod, and I've been—I haven't been—you know—and this is not an easy thing to read a book on. Uh, and I've tried a couple, and I was like, mm, okay, but uh, I guess it's just the quality of the book. It's called *Genius of the Beast* by Howard L. Bloom. Have you heard of this book, John? God no. Okay, do you know who Howard Bloom is? 
They've heard of him. Okay, Howard L. Bloom in the 80s had the biggest PR agency for the music business. And this is why this book is interesting. He's actually like a biologist, uh, a scientist is his background, and he um, he went into the PR field uh, really studying behavior. And, I mean, this I mean, Prince's Purple Rain movie would never have been uh, released if it wasn't for this guy. I mean, he he was uh, he was responsible for many of the uh, urban acts. This guy is a legend in the music business. And he has this and you'll love this book because I think it's part of the book that you allegedly have written about your financial cycles. And he um, uh, analyzes the cycles all the way down to our core, which is essentially bacteria. That, you know, that we're like bacteria and we go through these cycles of boom and bust and we actually bring it upon ourselves. And he, and, and, and what I liked about it is he ran down all of the different big boom and busts and all the things that people were saying, which is very similar to what you and I even say now, but oh, it's the Federal Reserve, it's this and that. But it actually, what he says, his assertion is that it, it is something within our DNA, that we have to go through this incredible downturn to reinvent ourselves, to come up with new fantastic ideas. And, you know, I guess desperation is the, is the uh, what is it? Necessity is the mother of, in, of invention. And uh, about halfway through the book right now, and I'm, I actually I think I'll take the, uh, the time to put an Amazon link into the show notes. Fabulous book, particularly because he goes from the scientific stuff right into some stories about when he was in the music business. He makes all these comparisons. And throughout the whole thing, it's really about this cycle. Uh, and he goes into the... Condri- yeah, okay, con- I think we got the point. The Kondratiev wave. Is that the Russian guy who had some theory? Yeah, he's got some crazy wave. Well, where's your book, man? I mean, at least he, he wrote a book. So, uh, <laughs> so it says we're doing... It says that, that little ditty that you played, talking about movie reviews, I can... Tell you, I went to see Avatar in 3D on the IMAX. Yeah, but you talked about that on Horowitz's show, so I'm not interested. Did I? Yeah, because that's on the stream, man. No agenda stream is kicking ass. I've got uh, so. Dvorak so let me Horowitz just say a couple of things I, I saved. Some, some things I okay, saved. You, you saved Tom the good Hartman <laughs> came out and said that this was the the guy that we talked about last week. We introduced to our listeners uh, the left wing. Oh, right. Uh, Tom with an H. T-H-O-M. Thom. Thom Thom Hartman. (laughs) So Thom Hartman, Hartman, uh, he comes out and says he saw Avatar, and he says it was the greatest movie he's ever seen in his entire life. Really now? Now, I want people to go see the movie just for the purpose to see what is wrong with this guy to say that. Is it better than It's a Wonderful Life? I don't think so. It's bland science fiction. It's a stock story. There's nothing really particularly interesting about it. It's got all the characters are cartoon characters. There's not a real person in it. I mean, I'm talking about in terms of the depth of the characterization. I mean, they got this army guy that can't be killed, and he's a tough guy, and he wants to kill everybody. Blah, 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 right. It's just ridiculous. It's a hype. It's a big hype. They put a little drug in your water like you have to go see stupid movies in 3d which by the way will never take off as long as you have to wear glasses it'll never go mainstream it no, will, not, will, not, will, not, will not will it, not will not will not it does it all the time yeah. it comes and goes it comes and goes and the thing is it wasn't even really 3d because he kept he didn't have one depth he had depth of field shot so how does that work i mean how, if it's real 3d it should be no depth of field everything should be you know it, 
flat so I can focus on what I want to focus on in the back or in the front. But he's got things in the back blurry. What this, what this is meant to do is to condition your brain to stay inside the third dimension and never raise up to the fifth. This is just more mind control. Don't go see this movie. It is bad for your mental health. <laughs> now, I'd like to... I'm, I know, I, I know what I'm well, t- that's kind of a leap. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, I'm reliably informed. Uh, could I just mention two fantastic awards as we uh, blow out 2009 into 2010? Financial Times, the uh, newspaper formerly known as the only newspaper I would read. I'm no longer going to read it as they now announced Lord Blankfein, CEO of Goldman Sachs, is the hero of 2009. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to the Financial Times for refusing to pander to lily-livered liberals. The pink paper has opined that its person of the year for 2009 is none other than Lloyd Blankfein, chief executive of the widely reviled Wall Street bank Goldman Sachs. He is a, quote, master of risk. And if you thought that was bad... This is like making Hitler the man of the year. (laughs) Wasn't he on the cover of Time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you thought that was interesting... CIO of the year, as named by Information Week, is our buddy Vivek Kundra. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. You get that old. We, we, I'll try to put some clips together for the next, either the next show or the show after that, that kind of summarize some of the stuff that we've been revealing on uh, No Agenda. Well, which you, you were going to do a whole... Um... I did, you know, there's so much stuff that I, I had no idea how much work we actually put into this show. <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? It's astonishing. I mean, <laughs> and I look at all these clips, you go, my God. I'd like to mention something else that will happen at the stroke of midnight, which uh, will be um, several hours from now in uh, Gitmo Nation East in, uh, in Europe, the United States of Europe, uh, the Codex Alimentarius will be implemented. I've been talking about this for two years on this program. Uh, John, you've usually gone, uh, whatever, whatever. But this, of course, is all about genetically modified food. This is the Codex Alimentarius is Latin for food law, food regulations. Our food is, a, in, in, in Europe, our food is about to become completely regulated. So what you eat, What's in it, how it's made, will all be determined by the Ministry of Food. And uh, keep your eye on this. Codex Alimentarius, I've read through it. It is amazing. Essentially, control over food. You cannot determine what you want to eat. What is organic will be determined by uh, the Ministry of Food and how it's made, who's allowed to make it, under what uh, circumstances. Codex Alimentarius. Look out for that in 2010. Well, you know, the thing is, is that you've got, you've got a, these people trying to Im, impose a one world government. They're trying to essentially take away the U.S. sovereignty. I mean, this is, the, this is not crazy speculation. I mean, they say they want to do this, and they, we just believe what they say, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not like, you know, we're, this is not the crackpot part of the show. This is a, just a simple reality. <laughs> when I say it, it is. But when you say it, then all of a sudden it's reality. So that's what makes this show so great. So the point is, is that, to do, you know, they know that, you know, they love to study the, the Chinese is the only, the Chinese government is the only one that has managed to actually supervise billions and billions of people, multiple billions of people. Yeah, they've done a and good job. And they can barely do it. 
But they do it in whatever way methodology they use, and they've done it for a long time. And they and then the Indian government is the second biggest nation that has to be, you know, which is about one billion that has to be somehow managed, and they're doing a pretty crappy job of it. So they, the one world government people know that they they've got a real problem on their hands to manage this many people under one umbrella in the, for the sole purposes of preventing future wars, which is not going to work, but they think it might. It's, you know, at least it's, they're taking a shot at it, and it also keeps them in power and whatever. There's all kinds of benefits to them. Yeah, sure. It doesn't help us. But so they want to get the, the – so the idea is to get the groundwork. In other words, let's put everything in place that needs to be in place ahead of taking over the world and and putting in this one world government and you know and see if that you know we could so we don't have to deal with all the kind of misery that we're going to have to deal with when we actually take over the place. Now the thing is, this I would like to see how the French react to this Codus Alimentarius because they they don't buy into any of this crap about you know who how to tell them how to do food i mean they've had enough trouble getting the cheese makers to use plastic instead of wood for the goat cheese <laughs> yeah well you know what it may be time to to move to france it may be a good place to be you know they they are uh, basically france and germany are can run europe because they've got all the people they've got all the votes so they're going to determine what they you know what they, they don't give a crap they don't the french are and i i I'm going to make a blanket statement, but the French really still believe they rule the world. At least the uh, the elites in France do. They they think yeah. that you know that Napoleon ah eh, he screwed it up. You know, don't worry, we'll be back. Well, that's, the French the are also yeah. I agree with that. I think to some extent. And the th- thing about the French that you've noticed that anyone who's followed the wine industry over the last few years will notice this. The French, you know, to 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 implement this worldwide control of everybody. One of the things you've got to do is, and the Muslims know how to do this, is get people so they're not drinking alcohol. Because if they're drinking alcohol, then all of a sudden they, the weird thoughts come into we their mind. We get like ideas and shit. They get <laughs> ideas. Not, not good. <laughs> and so the French of all c- countries have implemented all these draconian anti-drinking laws throughout the country. It's killing the wine industry. Everybody in you know, Bordeaux and every places like that are moaning about it. The French aren't drinking as much because there's all these advertising. There's new laws, new campaigns. They're really strict with drunk driving. And then they're running all these ads, and they, they won't let the, the French companies advertise their products anymore in the way they used to. So you can't go, you know, you can't, they don't want people showing people drinking wine. So you have a country that's essentially based on wine drinking. Well, let, let's, look at, let's look at history. What was the purpose of prohibition in, uh, in the United States? And it was done by the progressives, by the way. Let's never forget that. Yeah. It was the liberals who instituted prohibition in the United States. So what, was, what was the concept behind it? Because we were getting wacky? Yeah, too many people were drunk and causing trouble. Can't have that. Let's see the Brits. Uh, if I mean, you can take away uh, an Englishman's lunch, you can take away his family, you can take away his home, but man, if you're going to touch his alcohol, you are in for big trouble. This will we'll not. See. This will not work. In we'll- Gitmo Nation lowland, lowlands, uh, starting now, as a matter of fact, and uh, this came in through my aviation connections. <laughs> There is a no-fly zone uh, set up um, in a large portion of the Netherlands, or at least uh, uh, not below 1,000 feet, which is kind of interesting because the um, 
the uh, the VFR rules, even though I don't think you can even fly VFR at night in the Netherlands, is 1,100 feet. So it gives you like no room. But you cannot fly below uh, 1,000 feet because they will be launching and flying UAVs uh, throughout uh, the changeover from 2009 to 2010. Uh, these UAVs, the, you're talking about those drones? Yeah, the unmanned aerial vehicle. These are the ones that are like uh, three feet long that you, that you launch by throwing it into the air. They're going to have oh, cameras. Yeah, cameras, infrared. So essentially the army is now operating uh, in the skies over the Netherlands. And of course it's because they want to make sure that there's no illegal fireworks taking place. Or someone's doing something oh, bad. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah. Uh, but they have about 700, I think 700 of these things that they ordered. And they're well, all going to be wonder flying around. how they are if one crashes by accident. I or, think I, I would, if I had a rocket, I'd be targeting that fucker. I mean, I want to have one. Yeah, they sound cool. Those. Yeah, very cool. Um, Probably has a transmitter in it, so when you brought it down, they'd be right on it. Something for, uh, for your... Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged show. Maybe you've even talked about it. I was listening to the stream. It's a good show, by the way. I was just kidding. I, I do like listening to you guys talk about that because there's a lot of common sense. You're kind of like fundamentalists. You're not technical analysts. Um, a study was done by Georgia State. And if you really want to make money in the stock market, just follow what the U.S. senators are investing in. <laughs> uh U.S. Senator stocks, on average, beat the market by 12.3% annually. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good website. That, that's pretty huge. That's, that's not bad. Do you think there's some insider information flowing back and forth? No, there's no way. The White House has granted a special ethics waiver. Uh, this is breaking news. Uh, to allow President Obama's top counterterrorism advisor... Conduct the review of the intelligence and screening breakdown that preceded the failed Christmas Day bombing of an American passenger jet over Detroit. Why does he need this? Well, Mr. Brennan is a former longtime CIA officer. He needed the ethics waiver because for more than three years prior to his current post, he was chief executive officer of the Analysis Corp, or TAC, an intelligence firm that provides services to the government. So they've got the shill on the inside. This is like the 9-11 commission. I'm going to bring this guy in. He'll write whatever we tell him to. He's paid. And what happened to the, to transparency? And what happened to, to no, uh, you know, no revolving doors and all that? Shadow puppet theater. At work. While we speak. So I guess we have a cop. Some guy can't or is floating around or they got him locked up who has uh, the XXDR version of TB, which is beyond hard to cure. What does that mean? I have no idea what that is. It's the extremely, let's see what the, what the moniker is for it. Do, 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 do. It's extremely, it's XXDR tuberculosis is so rare that only a handful of other people in the world are thought to have had it. It's it's beyond drug resistant. There's no it's it's so called extremely drug resistant. In other words, there's nothing that works on it, and no combination of things. And they have to basically lock the kid up. Huh. And uh, so so they that's give it. Various drips. Game over. Well, they worried sick. They said you know that now they say well now that we got the one case in the United States, there's probably others, and oh, nobody. It's... 
There's yeah. three kinds of uh, TB that are drug resistant. There's the uh, multi drug resist- resistant, which is the MDR, which is all over the p- prisons. And then there's the extensively drug resistant, which is XDR. And then there's XXDR, which means nothing can cure it. And you're basically toast if you get it. You know, there's something that we didn't talk about, although it's been going on for maybe, maybe, maybe we did talk about it almost a year ago. Um, during the whole flying, uh, swine flu scare, there was uh, actually a number of people died in uh, Gitmo lowlands in the Netherlands from the Q fever, which apparently comes from goats. And uh, the Dutch government, you know, so this is big. I mean, I think more people died from Q fever than from uh, swine flu in the Netherlands. And there was very little press on it. Of course, you know, it's like farmers, you know, who cares? Um, and they have just killed 40,000 female pregnant goats. Really? Yeah, which, uh, of course, the religious believe this is uh, another sign of the apocalypse. Uh, but I thought that was like, you know, that's weird, man. Killing pregnant goats? That's kind of sick. Q fever. Well, we have to follow up on that. Yeah, I haven't done a good job myself. Tylenol recalled. I don't know if, yeah. uh, if you followed that. Uh, there was something bad. <laughs> okay. Well, since we're wrapping up with, yeah. with minor stories, we might as well do some humor. Oh, okay. At the end of the show, there's a, uh, and I have a clip. There nice. and this, by the way, is if people are, are you know they've heard the whole show, we've probably gotten through most of the topics, and they don't want to hear something that is essentially lewd. This, you can turn off. Now is the time to close your ears. Now is the time to close your ears. And I, this, this is tagged sports humor. Adam would like it. Okay. Uh, this is a, there's a, there's a franchise that turns out on cable. I thought these were separate shows, but they're not called uh, sports soup, which is based on the soup, on the, which is yeah, a the guy soup. showing different kinds of clips. And so this character who does sports soup, uh, clipped together a bunch of just little snippets from various sports figures that saying one thing or another to make it sound as dirty as possible and it has to do with uh well you can listen to it and see what you think some of my favorite things about sports are the words and phrases that sound perfectly normal during the coverage of games but sound completely filthy when looped together please enjoy out of context <laughs> introduce you to dick ah super he's popping a nice one i don't know who that spotter is i'm gonna go try and jerk him off bobby was up on the table crawling around on the pool table with a shaft in his hand actually you're not allowed to have any aids on your hands or wrists or fingers notice i'm gonna have to stroke it a lot harder than i normally stroke it how do you keep your confidence going when you're not stroking it stroking hard to a finish back off to a 3-1 lead now the entire team came on the ice he wanted to sit there and say come in my face and it is a premium load Ah, that reminds me of the time Seahawk receiver Norm Butt was wide open. (laughs) (laughs) So that that figure, they play this on cable TV. We could play it on our show. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. That's a good concept. You could, and someone could probably do that with our show and put and very easily. (laughs) They could. You don't even need more than one episode, and you could probably put something like that together. That would be very cool. All right, so we're uh, wrapping up uh, 2009. Uh, I guess it's almost compulsory to ask you, John, if uh, you have any uh, New Year's resolutions. Yes. Would you like to share them? Yeah, I intend to uh, uh, triple the income of this show minimally. Yeah. And then also uh, lose 20 pounds. So um, I'm right there with you. At the top of my list is triple the income of this show. 
so that we can really concentrate on it. And I think I've, you know, they're now they're now reporting in the Dutch press. Adam is so it's so hard up that uh, he has to eat his airplane. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Someone listened. Oh, to the well, show. no wonder we're getting so many uh, uh, Dutch uh, sending us donations. Well, because and, and it's true. It's, yeah, it's, no, you're selling true. the plane. It's, I I'm finding it depressing personally. I'm not because I'm very excited. I'm very excited about what the new year will bring. Um, I have a new show that I am working on. That uh, this will be video. Uh, this will not be related to no agenda, but it will be something that uh, I'm already having a lot of fun doing. Um, but I also have a resolution to bring back the daily source code, uh, which, of course. Uh, until uh, we triple the income of the show, will not be daily. <laughs> but it wasn't really daily Never for was a long time. daily. It was in the beginning. In the beginning it was. It was five days a week. Uh, so I, uh, I vowed to uh, bring that back. And uh, that's about all. Everything, I think, I, I'm pretty good on all uh, the love and the health and everything else. I'm doing pretty good. Maybe smoke a little bit less. Mm. i got to think about that one. Are you celebrating at home? Uh, we were going to do a party, but then we decided to do some other stuff instead. Yeah, we're going to go out, but not, we're going to be back for that. You know, the problem with nowadays because of this, you know, again, you know, part of the, like we mentioned earlier in the show, you know, you don't want people to drink too much because it's destabilizes a worldwide government. Uh, there's so, it's, it's, it's gone, gotten to be onerous unless you have a driver to go out on these holidays and actually have a drink because they keep the thing, you two glasses of wine and you're over the limit. And besides that, there's crazy down the road. Well, so I've never found it to be that problematic, but whatever the case is, it's uh, you're just asking for trouble. So uh, it's going to be pretty mild, but I do have a uh, some some good champagne here, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, we're going to go to the beach hmm. yeah, up towards uh, Stinson Beach there. Yeah, and uh, so you're yeah. going to be there at midnight. Yeah, well, we're staying uh, in some like cool spa hotel or something. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be there at midnight. And uh, did you know that there were two full moons this month, John? Yes, yeah, blue moon. Yeah. Uh, so is there is something special supposed to happen tonight? Or is that is it just going to be a full moon? Well, it depends. You know, I, the blue moon thing is somewhat controversial because I've listened to different astrolog astrologists mm -hmm. uh, say that it's not a true blue moon because it crosses over past midnight. I don't know what the video is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like some sort of, you know, it happens on a, on a New Year's once every 5,500 years or something like that. It's unlikely to happen again in our life. This lifetime. is what Elvis sang about, blue moon over Hawaii? No, that was Moon over Hawaii, and oh, Blue right. Moon was a separate Blue song. Moon. That's a doo-wop song from yeah, it is. Yeah, from your from your era. And then I would exactly. like to uh, to play one last little piece of audio, one last little snippet, which is uh, from the North Pole, uh, where the Inuit elders are concerned. Have you uh, heard about the Inuit elders being concerned? Uh, John? No, I have not heard about anybody. None of it. Okay, In the this... high Arctic at this time of year, the sun doesn't even break the horizon. We will try to do our best to answer your questions. Warm inside, University of Victoria scientist Ian Moreau and Zacharias Canuck have been using the Internet to speak to the world. And to tell us what elders across the high Arctic are saying about climate change. They talk about their world, was the way it was and how it is different now. The elders are also wondering if something much bigger is going on. 
What we're hearing is that it might not be the full story. Uh, when they start saying our sun does not rise where it used to, it's something that we should be concerned about. Elders they interviewed across the north all say the same thing. Their sky has changed. The sun seems higher than in years gone past, says Elder Joanna C. Carpick of Pengnertung. The heat of the sun gets hotter sooner. The sun, the stars, and the moon are all changing, affecting the temperature of the sea, even the way the wind blows. So they're literally seeing yeah. the sun. It's changing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is objective. Spot. No, it's the Inuit elders. Yeah, as interpreted by the CBC boneheads. Well, you think they don't speak Inuit? I don't think they either speak Inuit. This is, the story is concocted. Well, no, but it, it, I don't think so because there is there has been all kinds of shifts with the poles and the magnetic north and south swapping. Yeah, no, the north the, the magnetic field has been diminishing, so there could be some effect. Yeah, so th- but this I'm is not actually- buying anything that that these guys. Well, they, they all agree. All the science is in, and all the Inuit <laughs> elders agree the sun's in a new spot. Don't be the science is in. Science. <laughs> All right, John, it's uh, been a great year, and uh, I like that your New Year's resolution has the same number one uh, listing as mine does, and I hope uh, that goes for everybody who listens to this program. Yeah, we want to wish everybody a Happy New Year, by the way. Have fun tonight if you haven't had it already, because a lot of people like the Russians. By the way, in Russia, again, go to channeldvorak.com slash na, and... uh, the Russians uh, have had theirs already, and I'm sure they had a good time. And there's going to be a long time before they keep the Russians from drinking that vodka. Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, I don't know what, of course. Other than uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, a, to a great 2010. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, and, of course, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, we're going to be back on, uh, on Sunday. It'll be uh, the 3rd of January, a brand new year, and the same old two guys. Yeah, nothing, and the same new. bull crap yeah. by the media. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be doing some investigative work during our days off. Coming to you from the Minimum Security Containment Cell Crackpot Command Center in San Francisco, California, Gitmo Nation West, I'm Adam Curry. And from a guy who has to read newspapers from Africa to get American news accurately, I'm John C. Dvorak. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda.